Hey, 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 welcome in. You are listening to the Ignite With Me podcast with your host, Devin Bassett. This podcast is meant to share the exact system I use to create the Ignite It All lifestyle. I will be covering all topics, health, relationships, business, and purpose. Sit down, get comfortable, and ignite with me. Hey, 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 welcome back into the Ignite With Me podcast. Today we have a special guest. Stephanie Illiff. She is a self-love coach. She is quite the amazing human. I'm going to go ahead and let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit about herself, what she's about, and what we're going to talk about today. Hello. Hi, babe. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited about this. I just love you, and I love everything that you represent in your podcast, and everything about you is just amazing. So thank you. Bless you. Um. Yeah, my name is Steph, and I'm a self-love coach. I'm a single mama of two beautiful little girls, Ella and Harper. They're five and two. Um, well, she's almost Harper's almost three. And um, I've been divorced for two years, and I started my own company called Powerhouse and launched it fully this year, January 2019. So we're almost on a year of that. Um, yeah, that's and amazing. So fun, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you were talking about that you, <clears throat> I'm sorry, you're divorced. You started a company. Yeah. That is, it's a, you said it's called Powerhouse, correct? Yes. Yes. Awesome. I think every woman is a powerhouse. It's just helping them unleash their inner powerhouse. And when you find your inner power, then you can build the house of however you want to have it. So it's like building your life by your design and really designing your own powerhouse and stepping into that. And so I love helping women to find self-love, but I think that the key factor is that you have to learn who you are and to love you no matter who, what, and really find your own inner strength in that. And that's when you find your own inner power. And that was a journey that I had to go on myself to find my own inner powerhouse. And when I found that it unleashed something within me, I really feel like it awakened me to be who I was created to be. And that's been my goal is to help every other woman find who they are and who they're created to be and just love who they are, especially as moms. Like we put ourselves last so often. In fact, I'd say a hundred percent of the time, every mom, once they become a mom, feels like that's all that they're supposed to do is just be a mom and to really focus in on that. And previously before I did this, I had an amazing career. And so I really struggled with this battle of like being this awesome career woman and then being a mom. And I felt like a lot of judgment and a lot of shame from that. Um, the neighborhood that I lived in when we were married, we lived in this really nice neighborhood. I had a really awesome job. So we kind of had this great life. And, um, every mom there was a stay at home mom. Their husbands were like doctors, lawyers, attorneys, and the fact that I worked, they were like, what so you have to, do you have to work? Do you, do you take your kids to daycare? And they would say all these comments to me and I would drive home from work every day. And they'd all be like, I just, in my head, I, this is how I picture it. It's like, they're all outside and like blowing bubbles with their kids and playing with their kids outside. And I'm, and I'm rolling in, like just picking up Ella from daycare and we get out of the car. And like, I could just feel this like judgment of, Oh, like you're just coming home at six o'clock at night. Or maybe I may, I had a pizza in my hand versus like, cooking dinner for my husband. And so there was all these things and they're like, well, don't like, so they would make all these comments. And so I felt a lot of shame for being a mom who wanted to pursue her dream and be a career woman. And so really I didn't love myself in so many different ways of motherhood and motherhood was so hard for me to enter into that space. And so learning how to take care of myself helped me to let go of all that judgment and all that shame and to love being a mom the way I'm a mom and to be able to be a career woman, career woman have, be a mom, 
love me, take time for me and not feel guilty about it. And I'm just right. I feel like you're living proof that you can have it all because I think, thank you. Yeah, let it out, girlfriend. Yeah, sorry. I was like, like <laughs> I, I was like, oh, like it's just thank you, bless you. I fully receive that. Um, so I think that moms think that you can only really be one thing, and I don't know where that stems from. But like you said, you get to show up as the mom you want to be, and if that is a working mom, if that's a stay-at-home mom, if that's whatever you want to do as a mom. I feel like it's important to be able to express yourself because like you are not just mom, right? No. And like we get lost in that identity. I think it's even, I don't know, like I, um, even when I found out I was pregnant with Ella, it was like, I think, and that's, I heard, I heard this thing somewhere that a mom becomes a mom the second they find out they're pregnant and dad becomes a dad the first time they hold their child. And so it's like, dad, the dad isn't on the same journey that you are. Cause you feel your baby inside you, you're growing your baby and you become so protective. Like, even like you change how you're eating, you change like what you're thinking about, what you're doing. Cause it's like, you know, you're creating this life. And I had this torn torn part of me and actually even further back. Um, and I haven't really ever talked about this a lot, but, um, when I, I'm the oldest kid, so I have three younger siblings and I'm the oldest grandkid. So I've always been around tons of little kids, constantly always had to babysit. Um, I'm the oldest. So I always had to watch my little sisters were 10 and 12 years apart. So they're like way littler than me. And oh, yeah. so my mom like was super smart and had a, had her, had a, a grown-in nanny, like a live-in nanny, basically, via me. And um, <laughs> so I'm like, mom, you're smart. But I, and so I babysat constantly. And then I was homeschooled for when I was in seventh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. And so I started my own little business of babysitting. And I babysat kids all the time. And I would just do like, cause I, could, I was homeschooled. So I was a nanny for so many people um, in our neighborhood and for like a bunch of churches and all this stuff. So I was constantly around kids, constantly watch kids. And then I had this like, I don't know if I had like an anxiety attack or, or what it was, but I was 15 and I was, we were at this church thing and I was watching like 20 kids and all like some kids were crying and stuff. And I just like snapped. I'm like, I'm so, I hate kids. I don't want to ever babysit a kid again. I don't ever want to have kids. I'm so over kids. And I walked up the stairs and I'm like, I'm not watching these kids anymore. And I'm calling my mom and I'm leaving. And I just left. And like, and I decided after that, I'm like, I'm not babysitting anymore. I'm not going to watch kids anymore. And I don't ever want to have kids. And that became like my mindset. That became and, your identity, right? Huh? That became your identity around kids, right? Yeah. Was because I took care of them so much. And so I didn't want to have kids. And then um, when me and my husband, ex-husband got married, he like wanted to have kids like right away. We got married super young. We were 20. And I was like, I don't know if I want kids. And like, we had never, we never even had that conversation. When we got married, like stop it. <laughs> obviously that's probably not part of the reason we're not married anymore um but yeah and so it was a shift in me that I had to like I I loved kids it wasn't I didn't love them but I didn't know if I was selfless enough to be able to be a mom because I knew what that meant and so I think that's part of why I struggled so much at first with like the comparison and judgment of being a mom because I felt like to be a mom you had to you had to give all of you constantly and you had to lose yourself in being a mom because that's what I watched moms do yeah. and I didn't ever want to be like that and so it became this like power trip within myself of like I want to be powerful and I want to be great and I want to be driven and I never want to to lose that part of me but I also want to be like this nurturing loving beautiful, like mom. And so I judged myself a lot. And I had, I think that's probably why I received, I felt so much judgment from others. 
And so I really had to step into that space of I can be a mom how I want to be a mom. And I could never imagine my life without my kids. And I feel like I'm an amazing mom, but I'm the mom the way I'm a mom, you know? You are an amazing mom. And you've even shown me like that you can be a mom in your own way. And, you know, I think, like you said, your environment, you, you become what your environment is. And you were in that environment of just stay at home moms that don't really do anything for themselves. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with stay at home moms. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been a stay at home mom since my kids were born. Right. But I really did lose myself. And I think you did too. And like the whole mom thing, mom thing sounds bad. Um, Like I forgot that there was a me inside of me Mm -hmm. and you have actually showed me that like, you can mom how you want and you can still be yourself. And so I felt guilty for trying to be myself for a long time and just be mom. And I think a lot of moms can resonate with that. And so like for you, you were becoming uh, like, uh, like in a funk. I'm, I'm hearing from you that you're getting oh, in a sure. funk by your environment because what you were around, people were rejecting what they were and you weren't that. And right. so it's important to know that it's okay to be different and to do mom, how you want to do mom or do you, how you want to do you. Right. Absolutely. How did you get to the point where you're like, screw this, you know, like this is not for me. Your opinions don't fucking matter. I'm going to do me and I'm going to live happily and I'm going to be the mom that I want to be. And I'm going to show up as this mom, even if I'm not this stay at home mom, home cooking, everything. Um, how, how did you, you know, work through that? Yeah. Um, So it was part of it was watching other moms who like just loved being a mom and they loved it. And I was like, how do I get to that space? How do I like love being a mom? And, um, I didn't know I had like a a little bit of postpartum stress and anxiety after, and then like going right back to work after I had Ella. So I had her and then I had maternity leave for like three months when I went back to work and I was like depressed and I was anxious and, I was like worried and I was trying to like breastfeed and I hated it. I fucking hated it so bad. And I was like pumping at work and I was just like, what the, why, how, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be like this. And I, and I had, I hated my body after I had Ella. So I gained 90 pounds being pregnant because everybody is like, oh yeah, you can eat whatever you want to eat. If you breastfeed, it just like all comes off. I'm like, cool. So I ate sugar cookies every fucking day. Like, no, Stephanie, you can't do that. Same here. <laughs> it was terrible. There's this place downtown called Ruby Snaps and it was by my office and I would go there every day and they give you free samples of as many cookies as you want. And I was pregnant. So they gave me more because they're like, oh, feed the baby. It was terrible. So terrible. Um, but so I had, I was so sick of feeling the way I was feeling because I was so sick of feeling like I hated my body every day. I was sick of feeling like I didn't know who I was. I, I felt lost. I felt so alone. I felt... Um, like I, I was crying myself to sleep every night, honestly. And um, I just hated being in that space of like, I didn't know who I was or what I wanted to do. And I felt, I never felt so alone around so many people in my entire life. And I didn't know that anybody, like, is anybody thinking what I'm thinking or going through what I'm going through? And I felt ashamed to talk about it. Cause I'm like, I'm supposed to be this mom and I'm supposed to be this career woman. And I'm supposed to just figure it out. Like you're supposed to just know. And I, I didn't feel like I could even talk to my mom about it because I felt like she was going to judge me for it. Right. Um, and I really didn't love me at all was the root cause was that I was really struggling with me. And um, 
I was, and so, so many people's judgments were in my head all the time because I didn't care about me. I didn't love me. I wasn't spending time for me. I wasn't taking care of me. Um, I wasn't feeling my body right. I wasn't feeling my mind right. I wasn't being, I was thinking so natively about me that that was like my only headspace constantly. And people were telling me like, they're like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're so awesome. Like you're this and everything people were telling me I, that it went one in one ear and out the other, because what I was thinking in here was so terrible that that, that couldn't even live in that same space. You couldn't and accept so, it. Yeah, I just, um, honestly, when Ella turned nine months old, I went to this um, woman meetup and it was for a network marketing company. And they were talking about like being able to be the mom you want to be and um, like loving you no matter what. And like just having this life. (laughs) Um, I kind of forgot about this actually. And I was like, I want that. I want to feel like that. I'm so sick of feeling how I feel. And this girl got up and talked and she was talking about everything that I was feeling. And so I signed up for this network marketing company and they made me read all these self-help books. And I had gone to school for psychology. And so I was like, oh yeah, I know all this. I got to read all this. And then I started reading it and I was like, oh my God, like I need this. I need this so bad. And so um, I did this company and um, they had this goal, like you could make $10,000 if you got a certain amount of people to sign up in two months and like nobody could reach this goal basically. And I was like, fuck that. I'll just conquer that shit. And so I did it in six months. <laughs> <I hope laughs> and, um, I did it though, because, um, I talked to every mom about what was, I was going on in my head and how this was helping me. And it was powerful. And that was, that was what shifted me and started me. And then um, the same kind of thing happened to me after I had Harper. And so I hired a business coach and that coach really helped me to love me no matter what. And I started taking care of me and I made it a non-negotiable at that point that I would never go back to feeling that way. And that I was going to take care of me every day. And that required me to wake up at four o'clock every morning to be able to do that. And I've never stopped because I never want to go back to that space. So I love that you said you make it a non-negotiable for yourself. So I think a lot of people want this side of them and they do have that inside of them and they're just doing it here and there, but they don't make it a priority, right? Like they don't make it as if, if I do not show up as this person, then, you know, my life is going to go to shit. But that is actually what happens. Like if you stop showing up for yourself and you just kind of half-ass it, your life is not going to be what you want it to be. It, it requires discipline and dedication and showing up every day. And that's really the only thing that sets people apart, right? Oh, 100%. And I think a lot of people think it's talent or this gift, which we all have gifts. Like we all have gifts. Don't get me wrong, but it's the hard work. It's the discipline. It's the staying committed to yourself. That is really what it is. And I think a lot of people get that confused that it, they just think that these people were born with this natural born talent and that's not it. So going I back- can't even play tennis. I have no, like my natural born <laughs> talent is not like I tried out for tennis teams and stuff and they're like, mm, try again. Um, but I, I 100% love what you just said. And I think it's that it's that it's, it's just, it's, I honestly think it's deciding that you don't ever want to feel a certain way. Cause all we do is I, in my personal belief is everything that we do is created out of a feeling and that feeling creates emotions within us right because feelings are emotions and every emotion creates emotion with you so like you move out of feeling so if you get mad it's out of reaction because you're mad right and so you react you say something you don't want to say you move like whatever it is and so 
to create that change within, you have to decide, well, I don't want to feel this way. I want to feel this way. And so what I decided was, I don't ever want to feel this way again. I don't ever want to think this way about myself again. I don't ever want to look at myself this way again. I don't ever want to be in this space again. Um, And so what is it going to, and so it became, I will do whatever it takes to never come back here. Never, ever, ever again. And once you make a decision, then you move. And I think so many people are afraid of actually fully deciding because once you decide, then then the next step is committing and then taking the action of it, you know, like, and that's what it is, is is taking that massive action. Like I'm, I am nothing different than anybody else. I don't, I, I can barely say words. Sometimes I make up words. I have a speech impediment, like, but I have a podcast and I'm a motivational speaker. There's like, you don't, there's nothing like you just have to believe in you and you just have to want to take action on it and decide, commit, and like, don't stop taking action on it and don't let fear rule you of that. And, um, I think the fear was, well, I'm a mom, like, can I be this person? Can I still be, be who I want to be? And it's letting go of identities and roles that we feel like the world tells us of how we have to show up, especially in Utah. Utah is very prominent um, where women stay home. Like that's like the base of it is that that's kind of what you're designed for in Utah is you have to look, you better be beautiful and um, you better like everybody here is like blonde, thin and blue eyes. Like somehow, I don't know, like this would be like Hitler's like favorite place. Like, cause it's like, that's all that it is. It's very true. And, um, we're actually one of the vein, the most vain states in the world. We're number two and we're number one for the most plastic surgery. So, um, yeah. And, uh, so it's the, the role here is very Stepford wife. Like you, you be the wife, you show up as that, you be submissive, you support your husband and you be a stay at home mom and you love it and you better cook dinner and you better be Pinterest all the time. And I was like, that's just not me. And so it was so hard to like shift from that and I think to uh, to unleash that and then like step into me but it was taking the time and the commitment to be me was helped me to love me you know that I was love a that. and I, I really love because I don't know if most of you listening to this we're both in Utah and Utah is very LDS or Mormon country and so <clears throat> it's very unlike to see a woman like Stephanie in this area like you said, the, the normal here is stay-at-home moms, the ones that really don't express themselves outside of home. Mm-hmm. Um, that is just the normal. And what I see a lot of is a lot of hate and a lot of resentment and a lot of uh, moms that are miserable. You know what I mean? And so I think it's very brave of you to step out and say, hey, this is not me. This is who I'm going to be, even if it's against the norm here. And you've just gone full force into who you are, even though it's nothing like any woman here. You're your own self and you unapologetically show up as yourself every day, no matter what, no matter what environment you're in. And I've seen you in all kinds of environment. It does not matter what environment we're in. Stephanie is Stephanie, a hundred percent. And she doesn't apologize. And she is just her. And that shows through her self-love, right? is because she takes time for herself every single day and she practices that self-love with herself. It doesn't matter what room she walks in. It doesn't matter where she goes. She is just always herself no matter what. And that's like ultimate, it's like the ultimate fulfillment. You know what I mean? Right. Is learning to be yourself. Cause a lot of us do lose ourselves as moms. Like we just forget that there is a side of us that we love and we let it go to the wayside. And I love that you make that a priority every single day. 
Thank you. And you do too. Like you take care of you and you make it a priority for you too. And I love that that's we're in the same space together because we help each other shine and help each other give that permission to ourselves to allow ourselves to be the mom that we want to be and to show up as that. And it really is allowing yourself to say it's okay to take time for you and to not have any guilt for that. Like yeah. even just going to the gym. So I wanted to, so, so again, I'm, I'm going back to like after Ella, I had gained so much weight and I wanted to go to the gym. I wanted to lose all this weight, but I felt so guilty, like, cause I was already at work. So then to come home and like go to the gym, even if she was asleep, like it, cause she was a baby. And I was like, no, I, I'm supposed to be here. Like in case she wakes up or like, I'm supposed to watch her sleep or something. Like, I don't yeah. know what I'm supposed to do, I, but I'm not allowed to go to the gym. And so I had all this guilt, but I'd go to bed so mad at myself cause I didn't love myself. And so I was like, well, what's, why, what's that cost of living like that? Like, do I really want to keep living like that? And I pushed away my husband because I didn't love my body. I didn't love me. Um, I had, like, I literally wouldn't even look in the mirror at all. Like I literally would only look from the neck up and I would put clothes on and after like, I'd get out of the shower and I'd literally run. I remember one time, um, my ex-husband walked in and I was taking a shower and he was like, Oh, can I get in the shower with you? And I was like, Oh my God, get out of here. Don't ever look at me. Like that's how much, like I, I was so in the space of that. And when I started to let go of that and be like, why am I letting this guilt control me? And it's okay if, if, if I go to the gym for a half hour after work and I'm home a little for 30 more minutes, like, and it was also allowing my husband to be a dad, honestly, I think that and I'm not married to him anymore, but like, he's, he's such an amazing dad. But I think as moms, we take, we say, we're the only ones that can parent. Like we're the only ones who have to do it. Like I see all these moms who are so afraid to go take a night out. They're like, well, I have to ask my husband if he can watch the kids. He's his kids. Like he can watch the kids too. Like, no, no, you you have to ask permission for it. And you have to ask him to watch the kids. They're his kids. You just say, I'm going to go out. It's your turn. Like, no. And it was that I had to get that out of my head too. Cause, and then once I, I was like, Hey, do you care? And he's like, yeah. Like, and then it was also, I didn't, I didn't think that he knew how to be a dad. I'm like, well, if she cries, you're going to have to do. And like, here's how you change it. I was like, okay, I'll figure it out. And so it was allowing that space to happen too, I think. And That'd be one piece of advice that I wish I would have been better at sooner was allowing him to step up and be a dad the way he wanted to be versus how I felt it should be. You know, I, I definitely went through that too. And I think that may be part of our personality type. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're controllers. A little bit. Um, yeah. A little bit on the D side of the, of the <laughs> but <coughs> yes, I went through the same thing where I felt very guilty to do anything for myself. And then if I wanted to go do something, I would ask permission once again, like you don't need to ask permission. Um, And then when I would go, I would feel so guilty. I wouldn't even, and I wouldn't allow myself to have a good time. Mm -hmm. I would, I would also feel guilty dropping Zay off at the daycare. Yeah. When I would go work out, I would still go work out, but I would feel so good. Sometimes I would cut my workout in half. Mm -hmm. I'd go peek in there. It's like this anxiety for no reason. It's like she was fine every single time. And if something were to happen, they would come get me. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And it's like, it's, but it's just allowing yourself to not, and it is, it's a shift within you to say, I'm not going to feel guilty. And I'm not, I'm not going to say that mom guilt doesn't still show up for me, especially now it's different because now we're divorced. And so I have my kids every other week. So we do a full week on and a full week off. And so I really try to work. I work my business the most on the weeks. I don't have my kids obviously. Um, but there's sometimes where I'll have events pop up on the nights I have my kids and I've had to really get out of the space that, I'm guilty of like, I felt, I felt like I was like abandoning them um, because I'm like, well, I only have seven days with them. So like, I have to, I have to be there for every little bit and every moment, but it was knowing I just have to show up fully when I'm with them. And like, when I'm with them is like, be so present with them and be so in the moment with them and enjoy it. And like, 
we have like our nightly routine. And then it's also what's cool to me is the people that they get to be around when I'm not there are like my dear friends are the people that I love and that support me and the people that are helping influence me, then they get to influence my kids. So like my kids get to be around some of the coolest people in the world and get to learn like all this different mindset stuff and like get to be supported and loved and like an opportunity that they would never get elsewhere but it's because people want to help support me. And it was, the other part of that was allowing myself to receive support, was allowing myself to receive help. Um, that's still something that's hard for me to this day is letting my ego down and say, hey, I need help. And like even just to call my grandma or something, my parents live in Texas. So if I need like help from family, it's from my grandma and or like my, my cousin. But if I have to call them, I, I would get like this anxious thing. Like I would be like, Oh my God, like I'd rather go pay some random person $200 to watch my kid than call my grandma. Like, and it's like, why, why am I thinking that headspace knows? Cause I was like, my grandma's going to judge me because I only have my kids this week and I'm asking her to watch them, but it wasn't like, and so it's these ideas and these stories we tell ourselves. And so learning to let go of that, um, what has been a huge blessing. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a shift. It's a practice of saying, no, it's okay for me to take this time for me and to do this because it helps me be my best me. And that's like my juice is to do my events or to do my business and to do all that. And there's nothing wrong with that because it helps me be a better mom. And it's also me teaching my kids, which is so important that you can still take time for you and be a mom and you can do whatever you got to do to be you. And I have two girls. So if they decide to have kids one day, I want them to see that I taught them to give themselves permission to be no matter what, you know, I love that. And I hope one day that they, you know, can feel comfort in you. You know what I mean? Like when they're older and they have kids, they feel comfortable in knowing that like, Hey, I can still be myself because you're setting the example for them now, Yeah, which is so amazing. And I love that you talk about, sorry, sick. I don't mean to cough. Um, I love that you talk about uh, like, it is hard to kind of, give not necessarily give your kids to someone but like go do something while you still have your kids and so I think a lot of moms deal with guilt like that very often so they stop themselves from doing stuff and so like if we could teach our audience how do you become aware of those emotions because I think a lot of us aren't even aware mm, yeah. that's happening like we feel it but we don't really like give it much thought so we just like let the anxiety consume us right well, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a understanding what your emotions are and what you're really feeling. So it's asking yourself, okay, so it's being present and checking in and asking, well, what is this feeling that I'm feeling? Is it, is it guilt? Is it shame? Or is it anxiety? Um, and guilt can be a motivator for us. Guilt is not a bad emotion to feel as long as you create action out of it. But if you stay in guilt, then guilt turns into shame. So guilt can be like, oh, say for an example, you ate 10 cookies and you know, you shouldn't be eating cookies because like one cookie is good. That's fine. But you ate 10. So you feel guilty for that. And so you're like, Oh, I know. I, I know better than that. Then the shame would be like, Oh, well now you're fatty. You are fat. You're a terrible person. You can't even stick to your diet. So it's how we talk to ourselves where guilt can be like, okay, I'll be better tomorrow. And I'll make sure I don't eat 10 cookies. Like I know I need to limit myself on that, whatever it may be. And it's right? Really, yeah, exactly. And giving yourself that grace. I love that you always say that. Um, and then it's letting, it's just letting that go. So it's checking in and anxiety could be like, if you keep staying in that zone constantly where you're just reliving it over and over and over and over again. So for me, it was, okay, do I feel guilty right now? And if I feel guilty, is it be, and I would ask myself, is it because I'm allowing someone else's judgment to make me feel guilty or is it my own judgment? And what's the story that I'm really telling myself here? So is it that I'm afraid 
that because this we this is how this would get in my head, right? I sometimes I'd be afraid to even post on social media if I was out at an event or something when I knew I had my kids because I'd be like, oh, their dad's gonna be mad that I got a babysitter or my mom's going to think I'm a terrible mom because I'm not with my kids right now. So it was these judgments that I was telling myself of why I shouldn't go do it. And then I was, I wasn't being present in the space that I was in because I was so worried what someone else was going to think or do. So I wasn't giving those people my time. I love my energy. And so what I asked myself was, well, why a start only saying yes to things you really want to say yes to. So if you're going to sit there and feel guilty the whole time, a, you probably didn't really want to be there. You really did want to be with your kids. So honor that, honor that commitment. And of course you always want to be with your kids, but it might, it might not have been important enough for you to, to decide that, I guess, if that makes sense. No, um, and then it was deciding, well, is that guilt real? Is that story real? Or am I letting someone else ruin this story for me? And what's the story that I want to believe about this? And for me, it's like, I, I know my kids want me to succeed. I know that I want to succeed for my kids. I know I want to impact lives for my kids. And so they're going to want that. They want me to help other women. So there's nothing wrong with that. My ex-husband is so supportive of my business and, and does nothing more than but to help that. And so is my mom. And so, and they get that and they get that some women don't have opportunity except for to meet up at nighttime. So if I have to do that, then that's fine. So it's saying, so it's, it's reframing that story in your mind instead of letting it be that guilt is letting that go and saying, okay, here's how I'm showing up. Here's why I want to show up this way. And then the second part for me was to be intentional when I had my kids. So I didn't feel that guilt. Because if you're living all day long thinking, oh, I'm not going to have my kids later on tonight. And so you're guilty the whole day because you know you're not going to have them. You're not being intentional, present, or purposeful when you actually have your kids. And so it was, I would I'd schedule that out and know, okay, so tonight I'm not going to be able to do their affirmations with them or read them a book. So we're going to have to do our nighttime routine this morning and make it a longer morning. So I'd wake them up earlier or we'd cuddle for longer or whatever it is, but I would still make sure I got like that really awesome mom time with them individually and together. And that made it so where I didn't feel guilty because I fully showed up for them already for the day rather than like being in that headspace constantly and like overthinking it and then feeling guilty and shameful because what would happen when I'd let those feelings rule my life is I'd get mad at my kids. I'd snap at my kids. I'd yell at my kids. I'd be frustrated with my kids. I'd be frustrated with people around me because I was letting those emotions control me. So when I let go of that and was just like, yeah, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is the space that I'm in today. And here's how I'm going to show up as a mom today. And it was choosing an intention of that and then stepping into that fully. I love that. And I want to touch on how being present can bring you so much fulfillment and happiness. I've experienced this in the last year um, because we've ran businesses from home and like it, it, it can be a shit show sometimes. Like Mm -hmm. my house looks like a circus most days. And so it's really important for me to block out times to be really present with them or else, like you said, I do get reactive and that's not who I am and that's not how I want to show up. And so being present in the moment can bring you so much joy and so much happiness. But I think a lot of us, and you talk about this a lot, feel like you have all these tabs open in your head. Mm. When you feel like you have so much going on and you can't put your focus into one thing and be present, we're not actually showing up as our best self. So we're not showing up as our best mom or we're not showing up as our best CEO or like whatever you want to call it. So it's just prioritizing and blocking out and being present in that moment, I think is key. And you are so good at that. Oh, thank you. Bless you. You are too. I think, well, that was one thing that I did find to help me to pinpoint when I have to have time for me was structuring it and then scheduling it and then making the commitment to myself to follow through with that. And then making the commitment for my kids and stuff too. So living out of 
we, we are, we are creatures of habit and we, we want routines. We want schedules. It's why like, take this for an example, when your kids are born, the doctor tells you feed your kid every two hours. And you, when you're in the hospital, you have to write down when you fed them, when they had a bowel movement, like all this stuff, right? We, we're literally designed to live that way. We're designed to have structure, to have routine, to know, to eat every two to three hours to, you know what I mean? So it's like, you're born into that. And so why are we not still creating that same thing for us? And that helps us to, to be our best selves with it. So it's structuring that time and allotting that for me, for my kids, and then being intentional with it. And like you said, to be present. Um, my favorite saying is if you're really present, then that's the present. And that's the best gift of life because you get to be in that moment, you know? And that's hard as moms because we have so much to do constantly, but it's also asking yourself, like, do I really have to do all that? Yeah. Like, who's let's, saying I have to do all that? Let's and touch there's on so that. many things I don't do anymore that I used Same. to do. Same. I don't care. Like the dishes can get done at 12 o'clock at night or maybe next week. Yep. But like it, it, so I think that I would drain my energy on stupid shit like that. Like the laundry or the dishes or keeping the house clean constantly. You're constantly picking this or that. Blah, 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 blah. Just shit that's always going to come back and come back and come back. And it's going to be like in this full circle. I would allow that to overwhelm me and keep me miserable. And like you said, like, I don't even freaking worry about it anymore. Like it's going to get done whenever it gets done. Yeah. And even honestly, and that's another point of it too, is understand how valuable your time is and where you want your time spent. And so another thing with this is if you have the money for it, if you can pay someone to come in and clean your house, to do your laundry, to do your dishes, or if you want to go grocery shopping and you know it's going to take you three hours, I use the Smith app. It takes me 10 minutes. I pull up, they put all the groceries in my car and that's less time that I have to worry about. So on the weeks that I have my kids, I structure my time way different so I can have more time with them. And then on the weeks I don't, my time is way different with them too. So it's, 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 it's knowing where your life's at and balancing it and looking at it and writing it all down. So I can be intentional with that. Cause on the weeks I don't have my kids. I honestly go to bed at like two o'clock in the morning and I sleep maybe two hours a night. And I just like, I work, I hustle, I go, like I visit my friends, I do things I want to do. So that way I still get to, to do all that and then have my business. And then when I'm with my kids, I'm, I'm with my kids too. Yeah. So you, you, you have it all right. I I love that. And I think you're such a great example of it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So I wanted to go back, um, touching on what exactly does self-love look like to you? And I know you say like showing up for yourself and stuff. Can you give our audience kind of like, what does that look like for you? Like what my practice of self-love is? (laughs) Yeah. Because some people may not really, I mean, some people may not even know what self-love is listening to this. So like, let's teach them. (laughs) Well, Self-love to me personally is loving you no matter what. And what I mean by that, it's not just your physical appearance. I'm talking about loving your soul and I'm talking about loving your mistakes and, and loving every lesson that you've ever had in your life. So I made a ton of mistakes in my life and I'm so thankful for my mistakes because my mistakes became my pivotal moments of my growth and my change and are actually my best gifts of life. Um, and so it's going back at all the things that you feel like make you not enough or make you not love yourself or make you feel like you're not worthy of something and reframing that story and telling yourself like how worthy you are and looking at it from a different lens and seeing the love and light in it. So I um, did tons of drugs in high school. And so I had this idea that I could never be amount to something because I was this huge party and this huge addict and everybody in Utah knows everybody. So I'm like, everybody's going to know that's, that, that's just who I was. And so no one's going to want that, want me to do all these different things. So it was like going back and like, well, what's the lesson here? What's the beauty of that is that 
A, I understand when someone's, I understand addiction behavior. I understand it. I have love for that. I have compassion for that. I have empathy for that. And what a gift is it that I've been there and I've healed from that and I can heal someone else from that and I can heal someone's mindset from that. And so everything that you've gone through is really a beautiful journey for you to help serve if you can go back and see it from a different lens. And so that's what I help a lot of people through is to let go of these fears, these limiting beliefs that they feel really define them and to love themselves for that and to find that self-love in that. And then it's also like growing your mind every day. So if you're not growing, you're dying. So self-love to me is about like, wh- what are you allowing in your headspace? So to back up, like when I talked about this, uh, when you asked me about like where I was at, my headspace was terrible. I talked so mean to myself. I, w- I and you know, some a lot of people don't even realize how they're actually talking to themselves. Cause I'll talk to people like, Oh, I'm, I don't talk negatively to myself. I'm like, sure you don't. Like two cool. seconds later, you hear them saying something negative about themselves. Yeah. Like, well, you, you even called me out on this the other night. So we went to the gym the other night and did this workout and I was like, Oh my God, my back fat is so gross. And you're like, what'd you say? I'm like my back fat. I'm like, Oh God, I'm so sorry. And like, you call me out on it. Right. So I, so even though I'm a coach on this doesn't mean that I still don't have these thoughts, but it's understanding that and then, uh, then changing that thought. And right. that's why I meditate because meditation helps me understand what my disempowering thoughts are and like release that. So it's understanding how you think and like, do, is that how you want to think? Is that the headspace that you want? And if not, like, how do you let go of that? So really changing the way that you think of yourself and others and to stop judging people that self-love. Like if you're judging someone else, it's because you're judging yourself and you're mad and you don't love you. So to stop judging, to stop comparing and to see, to see love in everything that you do. So self-love, I think when you find self-love you see love in everybody else and you find like your higher power you find yourself you find your worth you find your purpose you find your passion because you um you take time to get to know you and to ask yourself questions a lot of people don't even know who they are like yes if i was to go to a group of 10 moms and be like hey what are your hobbies they'd all look around and be like uh i'm a mom Cool. What else do you do? Like, who are you? And so it's, it's finding you, it's finding your worth in that. And that has been that self-love to me is, is, is that, I guess. I love that. And you talk about waking up every morning, right? Before your kids and stuff. And I talk often too, is making that a priority because like when you first wake up in the morning, if you're waking up with your kids screaming, your natural response is fight or flight. Right your cortisol's raising. And so therefore you're instantly putting yourself in a mood where it's like, of course I'm going to be reactive because my brain is in theta state. Cause I just woke up now okay. I'm adding cortisol. Okay. So now I'm going to be reactive as hell. And it's like, how do we break that cycle? So that doesn't happen. So we can show up for our kids, our husband or whoever around us as better. And that is to me is like waking up and having discipline. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Well, and it's, it's making that commitment to yourself, right. To know that if you wake up to a stressful environment, you're just in stress all day long. You don't shift out of that. So, but if you wake up into peaceful environment, then, and you're, you're determining how you wake up, you're determining how you show up and you're stepping into that. Then it changes your whole day. It changes your whole platform of that. And on the days that I don't do that, I feel it. And I, I am lost. I'm frazzled. I'm upset. I'm super irritable. I'm not my best self. And so there's been days where if I hadn't done my morning routine and I can feel that I'll literally go and it could be halfway through the day and I'll go shower and restart my whole entire day. So I'm like, okay, wait, redo. Literally same. And and you see a difference, right? Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, it's checking into that and being like, well, this is the space I have to be in. And you have to take care of you, especially any, any mom, a you're giving up yourself constantly. I mean, this is, this is beautiful. This, okay. So me and my friends, we went to brunch on Sunday and they don't have kids. 
And so it's fun when you have kids to be around kids, people who don't have kids. Cause it, it, it kind of makes you like you're a badass. Cause they like, they're like, I didn't know. Like they, they don't, they don't know how hard it is. Right. Being a mom is hard as shit. And, um, so we're at breakfast and this girl, my friend's girlfriend was like, did your daughter literally just said mom in the last, last 30 minutes. She's like I counted 110 times. So between both my girls and I was like, Oh yeah. And she's like, you, as a mom, you are literally on nonstop. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, and like, I had to take Harper to the bathroom, like three times. And I'm like eating and doing all this stuff. She's like, how do you elves? We have nothing to give. And then you're just so empty. So it became that practice of stopping and taking care of me and being alone. So I could give, give fully to everybody else, you know? I love that so much. And I love that you've been able to find yourself through self-love and now you make it your mission to help others really unleash who they are meant to be. And I think you're really good with moms because you can resonate with moms the most. Um, and you really just help people shine for who they are. And I love you for that. You have a gift from the universe. Thank you. You're welcome. So if everyone's listening, like where the heck can I get more Stephanie? I love this chick. I just like really want to find out more about her. Where can they find you? Thank you. Um, Steph Iliff on Instagram and Facebook, S-T-E-F-I-L-I-F-F. It's like I lift weights, but without the T. Um, and then um, you can find my, on my website, it's www.findyourinnerpowerhouse.com. And then my podcast is called Just Talking. And you could even listen to Devin on my podcast. She's been on there before too. Um, and yeah, if you're local in Utah, I do different random events. So check that out on my Instagram. I always post about them and I'd love to connect with you. And this girl just puts out all the content, all the amazing content that you need. And if they are like, okay, so what's the next step? What if I really want more to learn from Stephanie? What, what can you offer? Hmm, I love that. Um, so you could buy my six steps to self-love guide. It's a self-study guide of the six steps that I took to love myself and to let go of guilt and shame and like really step into me. Um, you can buy that on my website or you can buy it on my Instagram. Um, I have group coaching and right now that's currently full. So I'll have another group coaching session open in January and I have two spots open right now for one-on-one clients. So if that's something you want to look into, um, it's application process. We'll do a couple calls because it's a lot of one-on-one time with me. So I have to make sure I really like you if I want to work with you. And you have to make sure they're coachable, right? Yes. yes, I definitely, I don't work with everybody. Um, you have to be in a mindset that you're ready to take on stuff. So I love that. And coming from my standpoint, I highly recommend it. She's been able to help me so much. So I couldn't recommend her enough. That's why I really wanted you here today. So thank you for being here with me today. Yes, thank you. Hopefully everyone will just flock to you because you're amazing. (laughs) Same to you, girl. Like your vibe, your message, your love, your light. Like God has such a plan and purpose with you. And I'm so thankful that you're in my life and the universe brought us together. So, all right, you guys, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening in. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me.